Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's Positivity Podcast. I'm so excited to share with you another set of lessons that I learned over the weekend. Before I jump into that, though, I absolutely must thank you all again for your support. I've really been enjoying adding more to the Patreon lately, and your subscriptions here have helped a ton. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you find value here, I would really appreciate it if you would recommend the Patreon to folks that you think could also benefit from these messages. If you don't find value here, let me know whatever you feel this Patreon is lacking, and I will absolutely give it some good thought. Most importantly, though, I just really wanted to reiterate how grateful I am for all of you. In this week's Positivity Podcast, I want to talk about how my weekend went and some of the lessons I've learned. If you follow the Patreon closely, you may have noticed that I made a post on Friday called Preparing for Travel. I was really excited to be heading out of town on Friday to go on a sort of mindfulness retreat with a couple of girlfriends. We had an Airbnb, we were going to just chill and be mindful. It was going to be great. I had spent the morning before my scheduled flight moving slowly but intentionally, meditating, doing some yoga, reading, and packing very lightly, which is so not like me. I was feeling proud of myself for a few reasons. One reason being that I was able to pack for the trip the day of travel without any stress. It was supposed to be a relaxing and mindful weekend, so I packed all comfy clothes, some journals, and a few books. Normally, the day of travel for me tends to be hectic. I'm usually consulting lists I've made the night before, and I'm rushing around trying to pack everything and make sure nothing was forgotten. I'm also not typically a light packer, so having only a carry-on packed was wild to me. Another reason I was feeling proud of myself was because I realized on the day of that I had a connecting flight, which meant I was going to be spending a great deal of time in airplanes and at airports before arriving at my destination somewhere around 11 o'clock p.m. I looked at the long day ahead of me and became strangely even more excited. I was being presented with countless opportunities for growth and introspection. I used to have to smoke copious amounts of weed before I felt comfortable leaving the house, especially before travel. This time, not gonna lie, I smoked a decent amount of weed before leaving, but not because I was stressed or anxious. Instead, it was because I was pumped for the day and I felt the weed would only enhance my mood, which it definitely did. I felt proud of myself for being excited for the challenges I might face. I imagined my flight being delayed and me missing my connecting flight, and I visualized myself reacting in that situation by simply taking a seat and patiently waiting. I deliberately set the intention for the day to rise to the occasion and overcome each and every challenge that came my way with a smile and a relaxed attitude. When it was time to head to the airport, my boyfriend dropped me off. I had a great ride with him, talking about all the things I was looking forward to on this trip. He talked about how he was looking forward to having the house to himself for the weekend to do his own thing. We had a great hug, and we said we would miss each other, but we knew we'd be reunited soon, so we parted with smiles and only the faintest hint of sadness. I entered the airport somewhere around 2.30 for a flight that was scheduled to take off at 3.45. I moved through security and headed to my gate with ease. Everything was going right. 
I had decided I wanted to fast the majority of the day, so I was really proud of myself yet again for making it through the airport to the furthest gate, passing by every fucking food option they had without stopping and buying anything. Typically, I struggle to not get breakfast sandwiches when I'm out, even in the afternoon. I fucking love me some breakfast sammies, but I didn't get one. Yay me. Anyway, I made it to my gate, sat down for a few minutes outside, and then quickly boarded the flight. The weather had started getting pretty brutal outside, lots of snow and ice hitting everything. I knew that there was a chance for delays based on the weather, but my layover for my connecting flight was something like three plus hours, so I felt confident that the odds of me missing my second flight were pretty slim. I put in my headphones, turned on some peaceful ambient music at a low volume. It was so nice. I really wanted to feel connected to the people and things around me, but I also wanted a bit of mood music to fit the scene. I had downloaded some movies and shows on Netflix, but resolved not to use them unless in case of a boredom emergency, which is kind of a comical thought, really. I never ended up watching them. I had all kinds of books packed and ready to go, too, and never ended up reading them. Instead, you know what I did? I just sat. I sat upright, feet on the floor, and tried to stay focused on my breathing mostly. I observed the people around me with deep interest. I had some really nice conversations with friendly strangers, and everyone seemed to open up to me almost immediately. I felt so in tune with everything, just totally at peace. Then came the first announcement. We were going to be experiencing some delays because they had to de-ice the plane before takeoff. All right, no big deal. I'm zen as fuck at this moment, so no sweat. 30, 40 minutes later, the second announcement. The plane has been de-iced, but now the engine has to be de-iced. I heard some groans from all around the airplane, but no one said anything that I could hear. Sometime after that, we finally begin to move. I'm all excited. The pilot announced that we're heading out to the runway, but we would have to get in line to take off, and it might be a bit. Again, I'm chill. Cool as a fucking cucumber. I didn't read. I didn't watch movies. I just sat there, a peaceful, joyful observer, smiling softly at the external world and my own internal world as well. It was so nice. Another announcement came after a while. An apology from the pilot, letting us know the airport was having a difficult time managing the runways between the flights, arriving and the flights departing, especially since they had to keep plowing them because the snow and ice were building so quickly. The pilot let us know the airport was working hard to shuffle flights and runways to get everyone out. Okay. Understandable. No big deal. I'm just chilling still. Super peaceful. Then, after around two hours of waiting on the flight, another announcement came over the loudspeaker from the pilot. He informed us that we were in line to take off and we were towards the front of the line. He anticipated we'd be in the air within 20 to 25 minutes. Everyone felt relieved and the air in the plane seemed to lighten a bit. But then he added that if anyone wanted to get off the plane since we had been on for two hours, they had the right to. He cautioned them that if they wanted to deplane, it would mean we'd have to leave the front of the line on the runway and head back to the gate to drop them off. After dropping them off, we would all be put to the back of the line for takeoff. 
everyone looked around at each other. Surely no one would deplane at this point, knowing it would almost certainly hold the entire very large flight back even longer. We all waited a bit, and around 10 minutes later, the announcement came. Someone had decided they wanted to get off the plane, so we'd be heading back. The flight attendants tried so hard to convince this one woman not to go through with her desire to deplane, especially since her connecting flight wasn't until the next day. But she insisted. She was out of patience and wanted off. I have never seen so many people turn on one stranger faster. We didn't know who she was, but people were upset and wanted to know. The flight attendants were clearly frustrated. The passengers were beginning to get incredibly irritable. And I think everyone knew at this point our likelihood of actually getting in the air in a worsening storm was beginning to become quite unlikely. We brought the plane back, dropped the passenger off, and a bunch of others decided to get off too. There we sat until around 6.40 p.m. when they made the final announcement. Unfortunately, the entire airport was shut down now. <laughs> All flights were grounded until the storm calmed down a bit. Patiently waited my turn to get off the plane and ended up having to book a horrifically expensive Uber back home. My boyfriend was stranded at our house because of the snow and ice, so my only option was to book an SUV, knowing that anyone driving without four-wheel drive was unlikely to be able to handle the country roads near my house. I walked in the door somewhere around 9.45 p.m., exhausted, a bit hungry, but still in a great mood. I had known there was always a chance for a flight cancellation. These things happen. I went to sleep that night feeling a bit bummed about not being able to see my friends, but overall just happy the whole ordeal was over. And it was nice getting my boyfriend's perspective on the whole situation, too, before bed, we wound up having a few conversations about all the different reasons why that one woman might have wanted to get off the plane. Maybe she had stomach issues, maybe she was claustrophobic, you know, so on and so forth. Who knows? So, no grudges held. I went to bed feeling great. The next morning, though, I woke up and felt confused. I was very sad. Some of my first thoughts in the morning were that I was disappointed because I had really been looking forward to taking a break. I was looking forward to having a weekend dedicated entirely to mindfulness. No phones, just friendship and chill time. I was sad that I wouldn't have an opportunity to meditate in peace. That I would still be at home surrounding by things that could be a burden when it came to taking time to myself. I was sad that I wasn't going to get to see my friends, sure, but the majority of my sadness came from this idea that I deserved a break I wasn't going to be getting. I had never had an opportunity to go on a mindful girls-only vacation, and now I might not again for a long time. Most of my travel is for work, generally. The only travel outside of work I've taken recently was in April of last year for a good friend's wedding. So I sat there in bed as my boyfriend made us coffee, and I just felt my self-pity rising. I decided I was going to try to make the best of a bad situation by cleaning the house a little bit and then coloring in my coloring books. I ended up finding a documentary on someone I deeply admire, Ram Das, and watched that while enjoying my coffee. After listening to his beautiful words and hearing him reiterate again that one of his values is to love everyone and everything, 
and suddenly all of my own past words came crashing down on me. That is something I have also been saying while working on. I want to be a person who loves everyone and everything. Many days, at least for a decent portion of those days, I feel that. I feel love for even the things and people that tend to frustrate me. Yet, here I was, wallowing in self-pity over a weekend away from home. I grabbed my journal and quickly scribbled out, You fucking fibber! I thought you loved everyone and everything, yet here you are on a random Saturday at the beginning of the year feeling sorry for yourself. And why? Because you felt you deserved a break yet again? If you love everyone and everything, why do you keep needing these ritual-filled experiences? Just fucking exist. I started laughing to myself. I took a deep breath and looked around my home. This is what I need a break from? This place I'm so grateful to still be in? These pets that fill my heart with joy? This man I adore? This job I fucking love? These chores that I take on as burdens when in reality they are an opportunity to serve the things and creatures I love? This sudden shift in perspective slapped me back into the mindset I love the most. I felt so connected to everything yet again and found myself thinking, if this very moment is the perfect teacher, what lessons are there to learn from this weekend? And before I knew it, I had a list of answers. Through yet another experience that didn't meet my expectations, I learned again that the story I tell myself matters so much. Telling myself I need a break is only reinforcing the idea that I'm surrounded by burdens, not blessings. I spent the rest of the day and weekend cleaning my home joyfully, being thankful for every item I touched. Grateful to have dish soap to clean my dishes. Grateful to have dishes in the first place. Grateful to have had all the food that was now being scrubbed off of those dishes. Grateful for the double sink, which allowed me to clean things easily. Grateful for the fresh sponges that were doing the job quite well. Grateful for the easy access to clean, running water. Grateful for the ability to stand at the sink for a long time without feeling fatigued or achy. Grateful for the view out my windows. Grateful to have peaceful music playing. Grateful to hear my dogs playing in the other room. Just so fucking grateful. The mindful weekend I was seeking away from home ended up happening regardless. I learned more about myself and I worked through so many situations of discomfort by simply accepting them and looking for the lesson they taught. I'm sharing this with you today to see if there is some discomfort in your life you can learn from this week. Maybe that backache you're having is your body trying to teach you to stretch and move around more. Maybe that fatigue you're feeling is your body telling you to rest more. Maybe those sad thoughts you're having are tied to a story that is wholly inaccurate. What values do you believe you have? Are you living in accordance with them? Are you living mindfully, gratefully, joyfully? If not, what must change? If after hearing that question, what must change, your mind offered up suggestions that were outside of yourself, Ask it again, but with a different phrasing. What must I change? I watched a TED Talk this morning where a woman said something to the extent of, if you take responsibility for yourself, you might just have to change. And I think 
this really hits the nail on the head. We spend too much time waiting on other things to be perfect so we can be the people we want to be or have the lives we want to live. But if we really looked at our situations closer, we might realize that we are responsible for ourselves and our inner lives when we take responsibility, we can begin the process of changing from within. And that's when everything around you will also change. This week, check in with yourself. See if you're living in accordance with your values, both externally and internally. Are your thoughts supporting your ideals or are they causing you distress? Think about it. I hope you have an amazing day and an incredible week. Take care of yourselves and manifest dope shit. Bye.